Three minutes past 11 o'clock this morning. It is Mornings with Ian Smith. Smithy on route to the basin to get his nose underneath the covers and try and figure out exactly how Kermit the Frog it looks. We want it green, don't we? Do we? I think we do. And we want to win the toss, I think, don't we? What do you want? Double eight, double three. Let us know. I'd love to talk as much cricket as I possibly can with you the last hour of our broadcast today. Uh, going through to midday when staff will take over. Andy Thompson here with the Rural, Rural Roundup. Uh, we'll catch up with him at some stage, hopefully, before the end of this hour too. But I want to tack left slightly, and I want to talk uh, enduro sports. I want to talk Ironman because we're gearing up for the 40th anniversary of the Ansco Foods Ironman New Zealand. Of course, we're going back to Taupo, which is a, a place which has become synonymous with the event since it was moved there, which I, I think from Mission Bay or up in Auckland all those years ago. A man who knows a hell of a lot about this event, a hell of a lot about this code in New Zealand and around the world is Brian Ashby. It's a pleasure to always talk to Gash. Morning, mate. How are you doing? Louis, oh, it's Christmas week, mate. It's Ironman week. It couldn't be better. And and we've got a test against Australia crowbar in there as well. This is this is really sporting heaven for someone like yourself, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy days, isn't it? Just just fantastic. So yeah, I'm. Uh, oh look, I'm jumping out of my skin. I, I think that the cool thing about Ironman, um, and and I think the wider New Zealand public don't actually appreciate how big it is. We've got over two thousand competitors. Ironman New Zealand, three point eight k swim, one hundred eighty k bike and then a marathon, 42Ks, but there's also the half-distance, 70.3, so half those, 1.9K swim, 90K bike, and then a half-marathon, 21Ks, all up, 2,000 competitors. Half that field comes from offshore. They don't just rock in on Friday, race Saturday, go Sunday. They bring their families. The money pours into New Zealand. 46 different countries represented here. It's a, an incredible international event. Um, that, that, um, it's the biggest one-day international sporting event that we have in terms of international participants in, involved. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just a little bit excited as I am every year at this time of the year. Wow. When you put it in perspective like that, i got to be honest, I didn't probably know that. Uh, but when you kind of lay the numbers out, you kind of can't argue with it. How's it growing then? Because th- this is the 40th anniversary. Uh, w- what's the evolution been like? I'm, I'm not going to suggest your age, Gash, but you probably would have been across most of those. Well, I, I can remember when it first started in Auckland in 1985, watching it on TV. And I, from from memory, those 70 or 80 odd competitors, well, 100, it might have been 150 and 70 something from New Zealand. Uh, and it was dominated, the the, um, the men's was dominated by the Americans. This was the first international Ironman outside of Hawaii. So, um, it, you know, they, they'd never sort of, they wanted to grow the brand and then they shifted to New Zealand, then, then came sort of Japan and Australia and so on. Scott Molina um, won the, the very first one. Um, he was the first man. Uh, of course, he ended up being the 1988 world champion, and he's now married to Aaron Baker and lives in Christchurch. And, and coincidentally, Molina uh, will have a 64th birthday tomorrow on the 29th of February. So I guess if you do the maths, Louis Leapier and all those, that still makes him a junior, doesn't it? So um, there's probably got quite a future ahead of him, Scott Molina. Um, and, and, and Michelle Gammy, um, who, was, who was, I think, uh, 20 years of age. I knew Michelle from coast to coast, um, same, same age as me. And, um, and, and she won the very first, um, she was the very first woman to, to win uh, Ironman New Zealand. Shifted to uh, Topor in 1999, and that's, that's where it's been locked in. So it's grown an awful lot over the years. Um, and and it, it's sort of one of those bucket list ones that, 
Um, New Zealand is so far away from anywhere, so a lot of international people, you know, they, they want to make the trip down here because of the history of the event, uh, it, it, its long-standing legacy. And, and, you know, we've had all sorts of, all, all the great names, or, or most of the great names of the sport have, have, have been here at some point. This is amazing. I've just, as you're talking, I've just kind of come across a facts and figures sheet that um, the, the team there at Ironman have sent out, and you're right. Like, this is, international competitors are making up 51% of the field. There are athletes representing 38 countries. Um, we've got an age span of an incredible distance. We've got 1,800 volunteers to even make it happen. Um this is mega. This is huge. No wonder you're fizzing like Christmas. And at the very pointy end, Brian, I can only imagine this is a, a sought-after feather in these uh, very accomplished athletes' caps. Well, yeah, a couple of things. You mentioned the 1,800 Mercury Energy volunteers. This is the beauty of a place the size of Topol. Not only is it a beautiful venue, but the whole town is geared for it. So if you put it in Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, Hamilton, Dunedin, you know, one of those places, it'd be lost in the, it'd, it'd be seen nuisance value, but here um, the whole town is, is built around it and geared to it, and the volunteers, um, the support that the locals show, just absolutely underpins the event um, you, yeah, those rock stars at the Sharp End, the first time I went was in 2000, it was its second year in Topol, it was 35 degrees it was nuts, and it's never been that hot um, since uh, and I remember watching the 1997 world champion Thomas Hal Regal battling with a young Cameron Brown who almost sort of caught him another kilometre and he might have just got him. But Hal Regal held off Cameron Brown who was yet to win his first title, subsequently gone on to win a dozen. Um, and then in the, equally in the women's, Lisa Bentley from Canada um, holding off Christchurch's Karen Balance who, who later went on to win um, a, a couple of years later, two or three years later. But wow, this is nuts as I was lying under a tree with Mark Hinton and Andrew Dewhurst uh, thinking this is just insanely hot and watching all these competitors in the marathon <laughs> uh, and so on. But the cutoff was at midnight. And later on in the evening, suddenly I was seeing all these people still pounding away. People that looked like you and I, Louis, you know, that, that just, um, just, just your average weekend warrior who'd done the hard work. And, and, of course, the cutoff is midnight, 17 hours. So, for me, there was, there's magic at both ends, um, the weekend warriors and the pros, um, you know, at, at the sharp end of the race. It, it really is it, It's a wonderful event. And, and for anybody who, who is brave enough to tackle it, anyone who makes the start line, let alone the finish line, um, you know the volume of work they've done. They, they have my utmost respect. Oh, and, and I know that you mean that from the bottom of your heart because you put yourself through um, a bit of weekend warrioring, uh, Gash, and you know the kind of, you know, it's not easy for a lot of people. They don't have, we've got full-time jobs. We can't, there's a lot of people with, trying to prepare with families. They're, they're getting in sessions early, early morning, late at night, much like everyone that takes part in the coast-to-coast. You tip your hat to them, absolutely. At the elite end, I'm just having a look at the fields here now, um, I'll just skip through a couple of names. The men's side, Mike Phillips, Braden Curry, Steve McKenna. Uh, we've got Matt Kerr. Um, we've got uh, Justin Metzler, um, Michael Bolt, Simon Cochrane, who I remember speaking about not too long ago, on the women's side, an equally uh, very, very impressive field. Can you can you ha- cherry-pick a couple of names that we could watch at the really top end that you are very excited to see unleash on Topol this weekend? 
Well, we'll start with the men. Phillips versus Curry. Um, you know, the, both of them have won the title twice, and uh, it, it, that will be just the usual wonderful scrap that you see between the pair of them. The first time Mike won it, um, he came flying around the corner and, and to the main, I think, at Tongariro Street, and straight into the barriers on his bike, crashed. Oh, God, that's the end of his day. Got back up. Somehow or other, his bike wasn't crashed. Got back up, did the second lap of the bike, the second sort of 90Ks of the 180K bike, won the, run the marathon, finished it. I went to shake his hand afterwards. He said, oh, I can't shake hands, mate. He actually busted his hand. You know? Oh, <laughs> my God. Braden just turns, it's hell or glory with, with Braden. He just turns himself inside out. So they, these guys will just smash each other. They will absolutely smash each other. And we're finding situations of the conditions are right. They're going sub eight hours now, which we never thought was possible um, <laughs> on that course until Terenzo Bizzoni uh, did it in his, his, his maiden victory. Um, in terms of the women's field, I, I believe that this is the best women's field that I have seen in this race. Um, I think it's quite remarkable. Defending champion Els Visser is back. People will remember the shipwreck stories, um, Els Visser, last year, the Dutch competitor. Um, I won't go into the details of it now, but, but, but if you don't, look it up. This, this was an epic tale of survival. Um, and, and Els Visser, the Dutch doctor, um, wonderful competitor. But she's up against Chelsea Sodaro, who was the 2000, uh, 2022 world champion in Kona, Hawaii. And um, now she smashed out a 251 marathon in, in, in Kona, at the end, you know, after having done the 3.8k and, and, and the 180k bike, she just, she did just run the legs off everybody. Um, Rebecca Clark from New Zealand, Joss McCauley, who who um, Joss has won it twice here in New Zealand. Amelia Watkinson uh, over the half distance is unbelievable. Laura Siddle, 2018 champion here. Uh, Meredith Kessler, five times champion in Topol. She's back. Barbara Riveros, four-time Olympian from from uh, Chile. This women's field is unbelievable. On any given day, any of them could win. For mine, probably the, the smart money, I guess, is on, on, on Chelsea Sodaro. But, that, you know, a slightly off day from her, and, and this is just such a good field. Is it rare, and can you... I'm putting you on the spot here, but I'm just... By the strength of the field and, and kind of hearing you talk about how well that this um, event has been constructed from a, a elite point of view, is it quite rare to get a Kiwi male and female winner on the same event? Uh, no, like it happened last year. Oh, no, it didn't. Alice Fisser won. But... Um, uh, you know, you'll get like you know Hannah, Hannah Berry's sort of been up there. She's not racing um, here this year, but you know Hannah. I'm sure Hannah and Braden have won the same year, or okay. Hannah and Mike. Um, it, it's it's not overly unusual. Um, you know, we've had uh, the likes of um, uh, Cameron Brown, Karen Balance, Cameron Brown, Joe Lorne, um, Cameron sure. Brown, just about everyone because he won so many, <laughs> won so many of them. Gina Crawford, Cameron Brown. Um, yeah, Terenzo probably might have been in New Zealand. Oh, probably Meredith might have won when, when he won Meredith Kessler from the USA. But uh, So it's not overly uh, unusual, but I would suggest that we're probably... It, it would be... I just got the feeling there might be a little bit much leg speed going on for Rebecca Clark to, to maybe match it um, or, or Amelia Watkinson. But they will go very close. As I say, if, if anyone has an off day... Uh, and, and someone like Rebecca Clark knows the course inside out. She's a great competitor, a great battler, always there or thereabouts. Um, you know, you, you wouldn't, you certainly wouldn't rule her out. Is there anything specific around the topography that is kind of curiosity? I mean, you, you talk about 
going sub eight, I mean, it kind of feels like Bathurst, you know, there's that barrier that no one thinks they're going to go through until they get through it. And then it, it kind of becomes like, you know, well, that's where you have to get to if you want to. But the, the landscape, theoretically, stays the same, just like the mount does. So is, is there any part of it, either of the legs, any of the legs where they're starting to be able to carve off more time and being able to really squeeze the lemon? Uh, you know, the thing the thing about the times, in some ways the time is irrelevant because it's such a long event, you need um, you need the conditions, you need the weather conditions to work in your favour for those sure. really fast times. And, you know, if you go to the coast to coast, which is a different event, you know, just a month or so ago, um, which kayak bike run, completely different, but they were very fast times. They went sub 11 hours, Hamish Elliott. Um, but the, the, the conditions were perfect, you know, they were with, with the tail winds and so on. And what, what tends to happen in Taupo, the prevailing wind tends to be a bit of a southerly off the lake. And so the second leg of the bike back from Reparoa, the final 45 k's back can be a tough headwind. Um, now, it doesn't always affect the pros because they, you know, they're, they're finishing sort of earlier. They're off the bikes much sooner. But for you know your, your amateur competitors, the the, the Brian's and Louis, um, they're out there in the afternoon as the wind is building up, you know, and it just sort of gets harder and harder and harder, and you got that grind, a bit of an uphill into town and so on. It does does get a little bit harder. So, you know, you, you are very much sort of dependent on what the weather uh, is is going to do. I think conditions are looking pretty good for Saturday. That said, yeah, yeah, just having a good having a look now, and um, you're bang on. Yeah, it it's looks like it should be okay. And, and um, interestingly, well, I guess probably quite uh, welcomed, not too hot either. No 35-degree days where Dewey hints and uh, gash and melting under a tree. It's tw- tw- 20, 22 with a bit of overcast conditions, so I'm sure that'll be much welcome. Uh, are you, what, what's your official capacity for this time? Obviously, you do a hell of a job broadcasting the Coast to Coast for ZB. What, what are you doing up there uh, this time around, Gash? Are you just a fan or you got a gig? No, I'm we- I work um, with Ironman. I'm part of the commentary team, one of the event commentary team um, there with the likes of Cameron Harper, Pete Murray from Australia, Ch- uh, Steve Giles from, from uh, Topol, good good local lad, and uh, Anna Russell, who um, very, very good uh, professional um, competitor and, and, and wonderful um, uh, employee of TriNZ and so on. So, um, And all of us have you know done various Ironmans, uh, different parts around the world, including Ironman New Zealand. So... Um, there's, there's just a, you know, we just have a huge passion for it. We're iron nerds. <laughs> you're, you're almost uncontainable. I can feel it. It's, like it's, it's coming down the line, mate. It's, it's going to be a ripper. Is there anything else we haven't touched on that we need to be across? How do we, how do we actually consume it? Is it, is there, where is your commentary? Where do we find it? Um, well, we're, we're the, we're, we're actually the, the on course commentators. So, um, you, you, you know, if you're there, you'll sort of hear us on course. But uh, IronmanLive.com, um, you can follow it there, uh, and 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 there will, you know, there, it'll be feeds of, of what we're doing and so on there. So that that's the um, that's the place to go. There's also a very good app, um, Oceania Ironman. I think if you if you look it up, you'll sort of find that, and it'll, it has very good links to um, everything that's going on, and you can follow specific athletes and so on. If you've got a friend or rally, you can um, track them as as things are. Um, you know, as, as the day's unfolding as well. So, you know, it, it, it's it's wonderful. And, you know, if you've never been to an Ironman, um, for those that are just going to watch it for the first time, you know, enjoy 
the atmosphere, the you know, it, it's tremendous. It's a, you know, a bit of a, a village there, and all the merch and all the rest of it, and um, the wonderful finish line atmosphere. And you'll see the pros come in. You'll see them out on the course multiple times, doing their laps on on the run and so on. But stick around till late in the evening because you know that that midnight cutoff. That's when the magic happens, and we want to get everybody home. You know, there are people that have been out there. You know, 17 hours is is the cutoff, and um, we endeavour to get everybody home, and, and some finish in better condition than others, but, um, you know, we, we everyone's well looked after and well marshaled, and the medical people are, are tremendous. Stick around, but the party goes through until midnight, and uh, you know, everyone gets that medal around their neck, hopefully, if they get to the finish line, and, and those great words, you are an Iron Man. <laughs> you are an Iron Man, amazing. You've sold me. I'm, I'm probably now as um. I, I think I've got the. I think I've got the the, the bug for it. I'm going to have to get some of this coverage over the weekend uh, in the lunch break of the cricket. I think, Gash. Lovely to chat, mate. Really appreciate your time this morning. Go and enjoy it. Hopefully, uh, Topol turns one on for you. Oh, look, I, I know they will. It, it's my it's my favourite town in New Zealand because. Um, the, the spirit of the place, um, and, and you know, they've got the V8s and stuff as well, the supercars, should say, and uh, they just do events so well. It's a beautiful place, and uh, the, the local people there are just uh, so welcoming to, to the visitors. So, <clears throat> very much looking forward to it. It is emotional, it is very emotional, Brian. Appreciate <laughs> it, mate. We'll, we'll talk again soon. See ya. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Bye.